Ladies and boys and girls, Mel Hibbert here for uh, this Elon Daily Friday, May, what day is it? Oh, come on, really? May 10th, Friday, May 10th, and uh, this is part of the Talking Tesla network, and we're going to start with talking a bit about AI, shall we? And according to Lex Friedman, and this is an article by Fred Lambert in Electric, Lex Friedman, who is a research scientist at MIT, so he must be smart, working on human-centered artificial intelligence and autonomous vehicles. Says Tesla's software lead is so big it should worry other automakers and could even slow down the pace of innovation due to the lack of competition. What the what the what? Freeman is known for his work studying Tesla's autopilot and other driver assist systems, it turns out. In a new interview on Joe Rogan, the AI expert explained that he fundamentally thinks that Elon and Tesla is doing the right thing. And then he goes on to say this, on the software side, Tesla is far ahead of everyone else in the automotive sector. And that's one of the problems. Competition is good. And I am worried that there's people way too far behind to actually give Tesla new ideas and outcompete Tesla on software. Oh, really? He said that fundamentally what Tesla is about is software and neural nets. And that's not true of the other manufacturers. And so Tesla has this lead because they can improve the software, improve the software, improve the software, and then do an update to your car. And this is the kind of technologies that other people really don't have. So this is why he thinks that they are so far ahead. Now, having said that, let me just tell you, I just drove back, went and did a little golf thing with the boys. And on the 405, going south, clear day, line markings good, the Tesla was acting completely bizarrely, as it often or sometimes does, turning off, turning on, freaking out. So they might be way ahead, but still there are issues with this. And I just... You never know whether it's just your car, whether it's something with a problem with a sensor or something, or whether just fundamentally there are areas that the Teslas don't work well in. But this is an area of Los Angeles where there's got to be like two or 3,000 Teslas a day drive up and down. There may be more. There are so many Teslas around here. So it's hard to believe it's because the cars have never driven there before and they haven't quite worked out what to do. So yeah, that's good news. Well, it's, I guess it's good news. It's good news for Tesla that they're ahead and that they've got somebody smart from MIT saying, look, I think they're going to be way ahead and continue to be way ahead. But still make sure you drive your car and uh, be in charge because they act funky still. I don't have hardware three. I want hardware three. And have you been looking at what's happening at Gigafactory three, the one in China, the one that like three minutes ago was just a muddy field. And now there's like, a gigantic Tesla factory that looks like it's just a few months away from being completed. And you can go into various places and check out sort of drone video and updates, but it is absolutely stunning how fast this is going. And in fact, they are significantly ahead of Musk's own estimates. You know, they were saying, eh, maybe we'll get to production by the end of the year. But it looks like this thing really is going to be done, at least you know, a big chunk of it, in May and they might be able to get start production like in September, which would be incredible because Elon always overpromises. But this time he said, ah, oh, by the end of the year, this could start in September, which is really, really amazing. It turns out, I guess, that if you work with the Chinese government and they want you to go fast, they can let you go fast. This is quite stunning. And I don't know if you've seen the video of a Tesla driving through a flooded area, like I think it's a Model 3, 
and the water is really, really high up and this driver decides, I'm going to take my Model 3 and drive through it. And the video that where people were standing there watching it, like, oh my God, look at this car, it's so incredible. It can even go through you know, flooded waters. So uh, this is a really dangerous thing to do. Let's just be very clear about that. The battery unit and the drivetrain and the electronics, yeah, they've got some shielding against water, but these are not supposed to be driven through water that is that deep. That is very dangerous. And also... We see this all the time. People try to drive their cars through and then uh, it's going a bit faster and it's a bit deeper than they think and then they drown. So your Tesla might actually be better at going through these watery situations than a lot of ICE cars, but you shouldn't think that this car is really built for that. You should use your brain when it comes to, like, you don't know how deep that's going to get and what happens if you get swept away and you can't open the door and do you want to drown? That's the risk that you're taking. You've got to be really careful. And these videos, you know, make everybody go, oh my gosh, this Tesla is incredible. It's not built to do that. So let's not do that. And we talked about the fact that right-hand drive versions of the Model 3 are about to hit England. This is pretty cool. And there is this automotive magazine there. It's called Auto Express. Actually, whenever I've been to London, I've seen this in the stores. So this is one of the UK's leading automotive publications. And they got themselves on a right-hand version, right-hand drive version of the Model 3. And they gave it a five-star out of five-star rating. They really raved about this car, which in England has a rated range of 348 miles. It's a lot, the European standards for, you know, how far you can drive these things is a lot less than the American versions. But they praise the car because of its performance, its addictive acceleration, its design, making it look compact, despite the fact that it's actually longer than most cars in its class. They um, even responded to say that the build quality was really good. So five out of five And that is certainly going to help sales in the old English towns, as it were. In time for a bit of SpaceX news, this is by Eric Ralph from Teslarati. And uh, it's about the Starhopper. It says this, Amid a flurry of new construction at SpaceX's Boca Chica facilities, technicians have begun to install thruster pods on Starhopper in anticipation of the prototype's first untethered flight. So this is where they fire up the engines and they hop this thing first just a little bit into the air and then further and then further and back down and further and back down. So uh, this is exciting and this should be happening in the next few weeks. And there's some really pretty pictures of the Starhopper. It's sometimes hard to get your head around just how many amazing things that Elon is doing. Yes, he's open to criticism. Yes, sometimes he acts a little weird. Yes, some of the stuff that he creates may not have much legs, as it were. One of the ones I'm thinking about in particular is the Boring Company. Is that really something that's going to work? Is it really going to change the way traffic and stuff works? I guess we'll see. But SpaceX is an incredible company. They've really moved you know, spaceflight back to American soil, away from Russian soil. And uh, it's really just incredible that he's involved with that and that he's involved with all of the other stuff that he does. Now, at SpaceX, of course, he's got uh, Gwen Shotwell, who is really in charge of running the day-to-day, and that's kind of perfect for him. He gets to be the brilliant scientist to come up with the idea, who was able to talk to other brilliant scientists and then have Gwen come through and basically run it and make sure that uh, the things run on the trains, in this case, the spaceships run on time. I'm really excited about seeing this puppy uh, make its first flight. It's going to be amazing. And lastly for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we like to give Tesla a hard time when it misses its delivery days, that it can't quite keep up with production sometimes. And, you know, it's got some issues. But just remember, like, here's Audi. So Audi's got the e-tron. 
which you know was supposed to have been out a while ago. And in Norway, there are 7,000 Norwegians that have placed reservations for this Audi e-tron, but they've had to send out little noty notes to the Norwegians saying, look, there could be up to six-month delays because they're having trouble with uh, limited components, uh, particularly the batteries and the backlog. This is not easy to create a new type of car using electricity and getting it all together on time. So we just all need to remember that when Tesla's given a hard time, just remember what they've done. They have the biggest battery manufacturing plant in the world. They are you know, creating 7,000 electric cars a week, a week, the best electric cars. So it's good to, as a reminder, here's Audi, which makes great cars and has been doing it for a long time, having a hard time even sort of touching Tesla, as it were. But it is good news that they are at least trying. And I always talk about the fact that the special source that Tesla has is the supercharger network, that it turns this electric car from something you just use around town to something you can use across continents. Because, you know, it really is pretty amazing. We'd like it to be faster, and it is getting faster, and that's some real special source. But the other real special source is the fact that Tesla had this vision Elon had this vision that if we're going to do this thing, if we're really going to electrify transportation, and then if we're going to do uh, the other parts of the energy sector, we are going to have to own battery production. And so they got together with Panasonic, and they did their deals, and they built their Gigafactory, and so now they can make more batteries than anybody else. And they signed the deals in Australia and in Chile to get the components they need. Now, even they are going to be constrained because there are so many batteries that they need. But they are so far ahead of everybody else as the world is changing to electrification, everybody else is going to be way behind. And there's going to be some growing pains as the other manufacturers trying to get some of these components. It's not actually good. It's not actually good. It's good for Tesla, but it's not actually good for the entire sort of industry that we are not going to be able to make enough batteries fast enough in the next few years as this sort of explosive growth occurs. So great for Tesla, good thinking but not great for everybody else. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name is Mel Herbert. This show is Elon Daily. It's part of the Talking Tesla podcast, the much bigger podcast. We do that twice a month, once a month free, once a month for our patrons. And so go, if you want to be a patron, we'd love it to help us out to put this thing out every month. Uh, Go check the link that's in the show notes, as it were. And I think the next big show is coming up here in a week or two for the patrons and usually around the start of the month for free for everybody. (gasps) We do love it. We love the show. We love talking to you. We'll talk to you Monday. Herbert out.